Hello, everyone. We are going on 20 years now in our journey with BBNR to bring holistic health to the mainstream. It has really all come from a desire to find ways to flatten out the bumps in the road of our lives and be grateful for when days go well. So much innovation and insight is coming out on health and wellness on a daily basis. It's sometimes hard to keep up. We are so grateful for the speakers who join us on this podcast and to all of the guests that come to our Georgetown conference and to those that join us at Gasparilla every year to share their wisdom. At the end of the day, we hope that we have made you curious enough to try some of these tips in your day-to-day life. We hope that you felt their impact on your life as well as the lives of the people that you love. People are yearning for information. Having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to be able to say we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for everyone. Today's guest is the one and only Trisha Riley Cook, my co-host on Health Gig. And today I'm going to interview her about something very exciting that happened to her two weeks ago, and that is she became a grandmother. And as an experienced grandmother myself, I have lots of questions for Tricia about becoming a new grandmother. Thank you for that wonderful welcome. I'm thrilled to be on podcast today on Health Gig. (laughs) I'm just extra excited that you're a grandmother because I know how special it is. So Tricia, tell us how your new grandbaby got her name. Her name is Genevieve. Anning Cook. And so Genevieve came from my mother's name and then my mother's mother's name. So Genevieve is a long name in our family. And Anning came from Emily's maternal grandmother. That's her last name. And that's spelled A-N-I-N-G. And they're going to call her Evie for short for Genevieve. So we're just so thrilled um, to have this beautiful little girl with this name that really is quite meaningful to, to share with her. So it's pretty exciting. But I want to say at the top of the show here that really, Doro, having you as a role model, as a grandmother, and to watch you and watch how you do it and to watch your little Dottie grow up. I mean, it's been quite inspirational. Oh, thank you for leading the way. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. So I want to ask you first and foremost, what surprised you about becoming a grandmother? It's funny because when we were prepping for this, you know, I really did. I thought, let me sit and think because Evie's only 13 days old right now. So she'll be two weeks tomorrow. There's so much that surprised me, but then didn't surprise me because it was then somewhat familiar. But I think in this short period that Evie's been alive and with us and part of our tribe and our family, she's brought so much calm. And I say that because Evie and Emily came here a couple of days last week and then over the weekend because Riley got the flu. So they needed to come here and stay here for a couple of days, which was so wonderful because we were able to just be with Evie at any time we felt like it. And Emily was great. Like, whatever you want to do, just come on in. So I couldn't get over the calm and how when you're with Evie or when she was here and we were with her, everything's just naturally quiet. You know, no one's yelling, no one's screaming, the phones are turned (laughs) off. And even though she didn't need that because she was sound asleep, I just found we all, and especially when I would be with her, you take a little deeper breath, you find that you just sit and stare and it's interesting and you just sit and stare at her in complete silence. 
and just in complete awe of this beautiful little being that every day did change. And like today, Riley called and they had their two-week appointment and she's already over her birth weight and she's this and she's that and she's just wonderful. But I just, I don't know, it's, it is as wonderful as people say it is. And it, it does, it just feels like, oh, such a new beginning, you know, for everybody. That's so true. And I know when Dottie was born, I felt this enormous wave of love, like a tsunami wave, yeah. like the biggest wave there ever. <laughs> you could imagine in your head of love, just like crashing over I you. know. And it's all consuming. And it, it's just an amazing feeling. And Dottie, she really did, at least for us and for you and I, pave the groundwork with Ellie and Nick. <laughs> and Dottie's is named after Doro. So why don't you tell everybody her name? Her name is Dorothy Ann Sosa, and she's named for both her grandmothers, because my name's Dorothy, but I go by Doro, as, as our listeners know. <laughs> and, and, but my grandmother was called Dottie, and my brother calls me Dottie. So one time, he was yelling in my window, as he does up in Maine, to ask me a question. He's Dottie. And that's when Nick and Ellie had the idea, oh, they were going to name the baby Charlotte. And they thought, oh, maybe Dottie. And Ann is for Nancy, the other grandmother, and that's her middle name. So the two grandmothers are honored to be named for the baby. But Trisha, how is it different from being a mother? You know, I thought about that question a lot and even was like searching around to see if anybody had something I could just sort of say, you know? I think for me now at this stage, because again, it's just the two weeks, it's just incredible to see Riley and Emily rising up as parents seeing them just so in love, seeing them just locking elbows and just all about the baby and, and caring for the baby. And I think that brings back memories about how when we had our kids and how we handled things and that kind of stuff. But I do see that the love that you have for her is less stressful <laughs> because yeah. you don't have to be the one. I mean, I remember how to there, she's little. So as I said, she was, she's sturdy and strong, but she's teeny tiny newborn. Yeah. And just like putting the um, diaper on and stuff, making sure <laughs> that it was under the umbilical cord and because she still has it and stuff. I was like, oh, and I was like, okay, Emily, do you want to just do it? And so I thought to myself, <laughs> I bet that's how it goes. If there's anything kind of stressful. Or you like, don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. And she's all in to do it. And yet, then you can gradually take that over, but you don't have to be the one to do it. Right. If you don't want to. If you don't want to. And you just can love them constantly. And you don't get, you're not sleep deprived. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And that's really nice that we don't have to be sleep deprived. <laughs> yes. I heard someone describe it this way. Being a grandmother is like a playmate being a mother is like a policeman. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> well, when I was researching around, because again, I wanted to have like important things to say on this podcast since you were interviewing me. <laughs> and I did see that like different societies have different concepts of what a grandmother will be. Mm. And in America, we definitely choose more to be companions. <laughs> and we definitely choose to be more like the fun one. Whereas in other cultures, there is the role of disciplinarian, which is interesting. Very. Okay. This is something that I think you and I have talked about and in amazement about and very interested in. What do you think of modern parenting? 
like I said, I've been in this for 13 days. So it's amazing. Like the, okay, the swaddles now. So the swaddles are like Velcro. So do you remember when we would just, we'd have to swaddle, right? Because the baby needs yeah. to swaddle and stuff and the five vests and everything. Um, so you swaddle, but then they would get out of it. Now they just Velcro them in. <laughs> oh, that's- did, 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 did Dottie have that? Like they just Velcro. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like there. Oh, and the diapers have a mark on them. So if they yes. get wet, you know, there's, there's a line. Like, a there's a line. line. You didn't tell me about that. that. You didn't tell me about that. I know, I forgot. (laughs) That's really amazing because remember, we would have to say, oh, are they wet? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, you stick your finger in. Yeah. Yeah. That's been kind of amazing. And then also just the different, like you've told me about the different stuff, which I think I'm going to let you tell them about the stuff because I haven't gotten to use a lot of the stuff. Yeah. We're still just, the swaddle blew me away. (laughs) <laughs> like Velcro. But do you remember how we would swaddle? And I was like really excited. And they'd come undone. Yeah. And then you'd have to redo it. Yeah. And now you can swaddle them as tight as you'd like them to be. And then they sit there and they sleep just that much longer. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> if you travel with a child now, which I've done several times to Robert's wedding and to different things, <laughs> you need 10 people to carry this stuff. <laughs> One of the things about modern parenting, and I think we've talked about this, is how very studied these kids are. They have researched (laughs) exactly what they're supposed to do. And I think back in our era, it was more like, and this leads to the next question, which is how is it different from when we parented? In our era, it was like, let's just throw them in the crib. If it was convenient, they took a nap. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't like, okay, the nap is 12.30 to 1.30. Right. Do not wake them. They're sleeping try to get more stuff done. (laughs) And then the sleep strategies for babies are incredible. And it's all down to a science. Whereas when we parented, it was willy nilly. No, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. But what I do see that's again, the um, common denominator is definitely how this deprivation creeps in, even if for the modern parents, do you know what I mean? Like early on, that that comes back. I remember that. (laughs) Awful sleepless nights. It reminded me about how we parented. Gigi, my youngest, (laughs) continues to tell the story about how I sent her to preschool in a taxi cab. Our kids would not do stuff like that. I'm not saying I did. I'm not admitting I did that. I might have done it, but I probably knew the cab driver. You definitely knew the cab driver. (laughs) You definitely knew him. And you also sent her with that, with Matt, with the house somebody that she knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She doesn't remember that. (laughs) But anyway, it's a different age of parenting, which has really been interesting. But what do you think, Tricia, the role of a grandmother is? I think it's so exciting. You know, we talk a lot about ego, right? We talk a lot about not getting too attached to this or too attached to that and acceptance and all that. But when it comes down to the role of grandmother, It feels like you want that to be a concrete thing and a role that I do want to identify with. And I'm really excited to just know this little girl and to just be just part of her life and to watch her grow. And it'll be fun to teach her because again, in preparation, you've been laughing so hard. I'm like looking at psychology today. I'm like, okay, (laughs) what is everybody saying about it? But it just really is just being part of her life now. The shift is off of so much our life as much as we're going to be hopefully part of her life. And they do say 
that children that have strong bonds with their grandparents, they do have healthier and happier lives. So it's going to be fun to be able to maybe have that kind of impact on her and, and just to watch her. And I did find when I was holding her, you kind of could imagine them when they are running around. Like when she's there, I'm like, oh, Evie, when she's running around and it'll yeah. come so fast. And my vision, of course, is Dottie. Because I remember her little, and then all of a sudden, Dottie's like, you know, busy, really busy. Yeah. And she's not Indeed. two yet. <laughs> it's so true. I can see how, I can imagine your role as a grandmother. I thought about this. Oh, I thought you. because you have so much to teach people in oh. the world that you'll be, you'll have a lot to teach her. Oh. Um, and I feel like as grandmothers, both of us will love them to death. Yes. Of course, and we'll probably spoil them a little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. That would be and fun. <laughs> I'm already doing that. I find myself running to Target to get the little, there's a certain brand at Target and, but then they get sold out. So then I feel I have to go find the things. And you're so good at this to be a listening ear for the, oh, for our, our yeah, granddaughters. Someone that, you know, can listen, not judgmentally. No, and it's so true. Because we adore them and right. parents have to discipline them, but we can, really listen to them. And totally. Because we will have time. You know, I was just, as you were saying that, I was thinking both of us were so lucky to have parents that were great role models as grandparents, that yes. they were active grandparents. Like we actually have a role model of how they did it. I love the way my parents were such a big part of my kids' lives. So I'm excited that I have sort of a roadmap to that you know, and can be this, and I can be the nice mm -hmm, sweet one. Mm -hmm. And that roadmap <laughs> that your parents, your wonderful parents who I know and love, and you, your dad, who was just, I wish he could have met Evie. And I feel that way about my parents. I wish they could have met Dottie, but that roadmap is timeless yeah. because it's certain values, things that we want to share and instill with our granddaughters that are timeless. I mean, it's not, yes. oh, this is the new way to be. And be the storytellers and be the, like you're saying, be the ones that could just tell stories and we could tell them about their mom and dad. And, and again, keeps coming to me is that our tribe is getting bigger and bigger. And, and it's so cool that we have granddaughters to start out with because it's very matriarch. And it's kind of neat to be able to instill strength and wisdom into our little ones. It's fun that our families are inter interconnected. So yes. that I'm the great aunt to your baby. Yeah. You're the great aunt <laughs> to my baby. Yeah. So it's fun. It's and so I don't fun. think the parents would appreciate me calling them my baby. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll say our grand, grandbaby. Our grandbaby. <laughs> but I found some interesting things that I think people would want to know about. So let's talk a little bit about the science behind being a grandparent. I want you to comment on these things. There's a lot of biochemistry involved here. And so that enormous feeling that we talked about earlier, that enormous wave of love that we feel for our grandbabies is actually a biochemical reaction. So when a mother has a baby, her brain is rewired and all kinds of hormones come into play. The same is true of a grandmother and a grandfather, but it's not as strong as a mother, of course, a grandmother actually secretes a bonding hormone. And that's what makes us oh, crave and want to be and see that baby. And it can happen not just to a grandmother, but your sisters who are the great. Yeah, yeah. As the great. Yes. It happens to us too. And so 
what do you think about that? I love that. I love that because it just underscores, again, what we always talk about is that we're so interconnected and that we so depend on each other for health and we depend on each other for strength. We depend on each other. We are just a community and our community gets stronger and stronger when we get more connected. And because our body, like you said, it's a biochemistry thing. It's for real. Like we for real connect. It's science. It's science. And we are social beings. So for us to be able to experience this pure joy, this little baby that we get to connect with in a special way is pretty remarkable. And it just rings true. Like we are social beings. We need to be with each other and we need to take care of each other. And our babies just bring that out for us. And here's something else, a scientific fact that I thought was interesting. The circuitry of baby loving in the brain and the body are the same wires as romantic love. So we are literally and actually falling in love with this child. That is amazing. And again, rings so true, just rings so true that it is biochemistry. Again, we are connected. We are only energy. So if we're just energy and she's this pure energy, we're just connecting. I can see we're just falling in love. And it does feel like that. Like it, it really does. does. And, and I know when Riley said, he said, mom, when she came out, he goes, mom, I just had this feeling I have never had before. And he said, I, I just can't even believe it. And Emily was like, wow. And then when I saw her, it was like, it's a unique love. It's weird. It's you didn't know you had that in you to love something this much and you love all these other people. You know what I mean? It's wild. And again, to be able to have a special role with something so precious is really, it's, it's really an honor. Here's one that I thought was really interesting. Most animals on the planet die when they can no longer have babies, except elephants, whales, and humans. Why do we have extended lives beyond menopause? And the answer is to have babies, the grandmothers, stay around to take care of them. That's why we have this need to be with these babies, (laughs) is because we're a select group that is still alive after having our own babies. And have a real role. Like you said, like it's a true real role. And if we do look at again, that we're all interconnected and that we're in this tribe together, the role of the grandmother, I laugh when you, the wise women, like that vision of the wise women coming in with their stick. Now it's weird. Like we're that now we're going to be this wise woman or whatever that is. And it is interesting to see the questions that the kids like Riley and Emily ask me, they are asking oh, what about this? Or what about that? And they've never, ever thought about it like that. Do you know what I mean? And they're, so they are looking for wisdom. You're the one they go to. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And before they never asked a question about any of this. So speaking of wisdom, what wisdom do you want to pass along to your grandchildren? That's a big question. I know. I love that question. I guess it's really finding the joy within them. How can we help them realize it's not out here, it's in here. And life is an adventure. And how can we help them build a resilience? I hope I can be that way for her and any other grandchildren to come to just maybe help them maneuver that. I would love them to be into the outdoors and reading and loving the nature and just seeing where they fit in in the world kind of thing. What about you? I would try to instill in them 
the idea that life is short. Yeah. Because we know that. Right. <laughs> we're here, right? Yeah. At this stage. And that you can always find the good. Yeah. And that if you can, to find purpose in life, mm-hmm. something that makes you want to live. And I would say forgive and forget and move on when the bumps come. Yeah. Because they will. Yeah. And along with your resilience to just forgive and forget and move mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so nice. And that the key to happiness is really serving others and being in the world and finding ways to help and mm-hmm. finding ways to lift somebody else up. Mm-hmm. Because in doing that, you're the one that benefits. That's so sweet and so well said. And they don't have to go away to do that. They could just do it in their own homes. They could do it well. Right. They could help take care of their grandmothers when we're older. <laughs> True. They could they could look around. Yeah. What goes around comes yeah, exactly. around. Remember. Exactly. What is becoming a grandmother taught you? Well, again, you know, the nine months leading up to the pregnancy, the nine months or so, that was a big time too, because Riley and Emily stayed here because they were renovating their mm-hmm. house. They were here for a good portion of her and Riley's um, pregnancy. So it's fun to watch little Evie grow. And we would talk to her at night. We would make sure we would talk to her. And it was funny, but true. And so we were laughing when she came out and, and I was holding her back in the back room where I would talk to her. We're like, oh my God, she recognizes my voice. It, it's, I can see how maybe she didn't, but she did open her eyes. But <laughs> and then they do say that there's all kinds of noise in there. So we had to talk loud to her and we were talking very soft to her back there. So I don't know. <laughs> but I think what it's taught me is what you said, that life is short. Let's embrace this. This is joy. This is happiness. This is, you know, a beginning of some pretty awesome stuff to come and to remember that and to reflect on that because so often we can fall into changes in good or, oh my God, this brings this up in me or this brings that up in me. But this has brought a lot, a lot of joy and new life. And it's just taught me that. And again, to be able to have watched her grow (laughs) has been amazing. And now to actually see her. And then we would talk about two at night, like when she sleeps with her fist on her right cheek. Emily would say, I think her fist is on her right cheek. So it's fun to now have the visual of her. So precious. So I guess it's just, yeah. I would agree with you that life is precious, really actually a miracle. And that being a grandmother has taught me that there is this cycle of life and we're part of it. And it, you've encouraged me this way. And I think having Dottie has encouraged me this way. And that is to live life to the fullest and to have a path separate from your children and grandchildren, being part of their lives, but also having a, a separate path as well. Because we need to live our own lives. And you taught me that. You talked a lot about that way before we had grandchildren. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> say, you really want to be a grandma, but I'm going to have my own life. And you remember that? <laughs> I do now. Yeah, definitely. And also because too, it's important, I think, for the couple, they don't need that third person in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as that too, and letting them create their path. We have our yes. path and then we bring our strong paths yes. together. <laughs> so do you think people view you differently when you're a grandmother? I don't know because- I was thinking about that question because I was thinking about myself when I meet people now that are grandmothers that are like, yeah, that are like we're young. <laughs> people are They're probably young, shocked like we're grandmothers. Yeah, totally, totally. 
I don't know if they treat us differently when they're grandparents. I know that with you and I, especially when we were so excited when Dottie was coming along, it made me excited to eventually have mine. You know what I mean? Like you gradually grow into that. So I don't know. I, I was trying to think of all the grandmothers that I know, and I pretty much love all of them. So I'm like, okay, grandmother's a good role to be. I remember my grandmothers just being older, but we're a lot more vibrant, a lot younger. Yes. Curious, have a lot of interests. And, and I think that's just only beneficial to our grandchildren because I think they'll right. appreciate a young, vibrant grandmother. I mean, even not young in age, but young in spirit. And I think that's really a good point too, because how can we be as you were saying, how can we be good influencers? And if we are staying young at heart, and if we are moving around and we're able to do stuff, that inspires them so they can see what it looks like to get older. What is your grandmother name? <laughs> so it's still like in Up the in works, the air. right? Okay. Up in the air. But it could be Grandma Coco because Danny's dad was Cookie. Her last name is Cook. And then they play out the Coco. Okay, but I'm being honest. I watched that Disney movie, Coco. <laughs> Coco. And also the children, or Dottie loves Coco Melon. Yeah, Coco Melon. But the, that grandma's 90 million years old in the Coco <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sheesh. That's definitely part of, I'm definitely thinking about probably going to go with Coco. But I love yeah, Coco. That's it. And I'm going to support I know you on we, that. You're encouraging it. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us your grandmother name and how you came up with it. My grandmother name is Mambo. As in Mambo number five. That's just the way you pronounce it, but it's not, doesn't have to do with that. But it's Mambo because that's what mostly Sam and Robert call me Mambo and the girls sometimes. And so I thought, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just go with the name that came along. So Mambo. And so you should see me with Dottie. I'm like, Dottie, this is Mambo. <laughs> My name is Mambo. She has not said it yet. And no, but does she say mama? What does she say now? She says a lot, but it doesn't make any sense at all. But I think I, I should give the courtesy of having your first words, be mama or dada. That's true. That's but true. The third one will be mama <laughs> or Mookie is her other grandmother, Mookie. Oh, that's so cute. Mookie. Mookie yeah. Really cute. I think this has been a wonderful podcast because studies actually do show that babies have an effect on us and they make us healthier, happier, and younger. So come on, everyone, embrace being, <laughs> embrace grandparenting because you're going to be happy. It's so fun. Thanks for having me on Health Gig today. You know, I'm a huge fan of Health <laughs> And so am I. So it's perfect you're here. <laughs> Thank you. So next week, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled programming. But for now, Mambo signing off. And Coco. Thank you for joining us on Health Gig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well. <laughs>